Welcome to the BWFA Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast series brought to you by Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. This podcast is informational and not a specific recommendation. Please consult with your financial advisor. Thank you for listening. This is Sandy Horner, Managing Director, Wealth Management at Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. I'm working with my colleagues, Joe DePatty and Tyler Klug today, and we are continuing our discussion regarding behavioral finance. And specifically today, we're talking about availability bias. So let's start by defining exactly what that is. Joe, what is availability bias? Availability bias is when someone puts undue emphasis on information that's readily available. What does that mean? Well, they might think that because something has happened recently, it has a higher probability of happening than it actually does happen. And so I guess to just trying to think through an example of that, um, but something that you know, could come to mind is you know, obviously things in the news, but you know, big events in the news that might be re- easily recallable. So maybe like a plane crash or some catastrophic event like that. Shark attack. Shark attack, shark right. Attack, yeah. So that's a good example. So in you know, the shark attack or the plane crash, you know, maybe or like when Jaws came out, I guess, to the shark attack point, what would people do? Not go in the ocean that summer, right? I, I learned though, how to windsurf the summer Jaws came out. And I you? can tell you I had an easy time staying on top of the board. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. So... I readily available information that may or may not really even be applicable to us, but it's top of mind. So it impacts the way we do things. And as it pertains to investing, this is not a good thing, right? Yeah, it could lead people to overreact to current market conditions, to pay too much attention to the news. You know, if the stock market were to go down in one day and you completely change your overall investment strategy, well, odds are that's going to lead to a bad outcome. It might lead to try have people try to time the market. And it could ultimately lead to just an improper asset allocation and impair people's ability to achieve their financial goals. So, so Tyler, something that's really top of mind for everybody right now is we all know that 2022 was a lousy year to be an investor. Stocks were down. Bonds were down. It was very challenging. Uh, Let's not forget the previous dozen years were awesome, but Mm -hmm. 2022 was a tough year. I see personally this year in 2023, people being pretty apathetic about investing when this year has actually been pretty good, but it's almost like they have a hangover, if you will, from 2022. Is that kind of what we're talking about? Yeah, I think so. Um, That's one aspect of it. I think think it applies in many different situations, but it could be re-entering the market if you tried to time the market, which again, we're not proponents of. We do not um, recommend timing the market. To Joe's, to Joe's point, it could be a lack of diversification in your portfolio. You know, you might see a, a concentration in maybe some of the superficial stocks, some of the headline stocks that are in the headlines in the news. Again, back to the readily, easily available information, you know, stocks you hear about all the time on the, whether it's Bloomberg or whatever term, you know, whatever mm-hmm. news outflow or uh, news that you're listening to or, or reading about you might have a concentration in those positions and not be properly looking at the overall investment landscape and what else you could possibly diversify to. And, and, and would it be fair to add to this discussion, Joe, that it almost might be something that investors are doing 
unconsciously. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? So they see Apple, NVIDIA, Microsoft, Google, Alphabet, whoever. They see you know, a lot of those names in the paper every day, and they end up buying those names. Or on Internet forums like Reddit or it, something like that. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that those are bad investments by any means. It just means that people who tend to have this bias, which is hard to overcome, but they tend to have an overconcentration potentially. Um, right. Or another way to look at it is they're taking a superficial view of investing. They're only looking at the surface layer. They're right. not really going below. And that's where you're probably going to mitigate risk. You're going to diversify for better long-term potential and, and you know things of that nature. How, Joe, how do um, professional advisors uh, help investors overcome this? Well, I think one of the main things we do is getting to know what your financial objectives are and then structuring a portfolio to meet those financial objectives. So, for example, if you're looking to retire in 20 years, well, maybe you can have a higher allocation toward really more growth type investments than someone who's not trying to retire in 20 years. Maybe they have a shorter time horizon, for example. So really what it comes down to is matching up what you're trying to do with your investment portfolio versus what your investment portfolio is designed to do. So, you know, maybe trying to also working with an advisor, they're going to take into account all of the available investment options to help you reach those goals rather than just the ones the retail investor might be aware of. And just to add to that, too, um, you know, again, the, from our perspective, our investment committee meets on a weekly basis. So they have a repeatable process where it's not just like it's one person, one investor looking at news headlines. We're getting they're gathering research from dozens of different outlets, dozens of different research um, stops. They're gathering research from many different sources. That way they can make a, a well-informed decision and then they can ultimately overcome, try to overcome that bias by having a lot of collective heads, you know, looking at things um, more objectively. And I think, you know, the aspect of the investment committee that Tyler just mentioned, which is what we utilize here at Baltimore, Washington Financial Advisors, is... A, a better approach. It's more intellectual capital, if you will. It's more minds making decisions on the investments rather than just one person sitting in a silo making a decision. And when you look at all of these behavioral finance issues that we've been talking about on podcasts this year, and folks, don't worry, we have more to come. But a lot of it, if you're alone, it's hard to kind of check in and see if you're making that mistake. But when you're sitting in a room with lots of other people, it's much easier for somebody to say, hey, wait a minute, you're not thinking that through when you look at it that way. Would you guys agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Great. Well, Tyler, Joe, thank you so much for your time. Audience, thank you for listening. Again, as we always do, we encourage you to seek counsel from your financial advisor. Please know that BWFA has a team of financial advisors. We have a team of financial planners. We have a team of tax advisors, mergers and acquisition specialists, and we are always ready to have a conversation with you. We do not charge, and you're under no obligation to have that initial conversation. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. For questions, more information, or to schedule a conversation, please contact Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. Past performance is no measure or guarantee of future returns. Investing in securities involves risk 
including the risk of principal. The securities and services mentioned here may not be suitable for every investor. You should discuss these with your advisor prior to making a final determination based on your risk tolerance, your investment objectives, and your financial situation. Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor.